especially if you're someone listening that that you're not a fan of meditation because you think it's too hard or you can't get into that place this breath work will get you there you'll go into a deep meditative state you can start to begin to reprogram imprints that might be holding you back from from being your best self hello this is dr diva nagula welcome to from doctor to patient where our goal is to bring you topics of discussion that will educate you on the various healing modalities to help balance the mind, body, and spirit. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of From Doctor to Patient. I have Jen Broyles joining us. She is a holistic coach, a Soma breathwork instructor, essential oils coach, and founder of the Sacred Breath Community who helps individuals restore and optimize their health by calming the nervous system, addressing the root cause of their symptoms. Jen focuses on the impact of chronic stress, gut health, and emotional imprints that may keep someone stuck in their current condition. She recognizes that an overstimulated nervous system, compromised digestion, and suppressed emotions lead to imbalances throughout the mind, body, and spirit. She combines breathwork, essential oils, nutrition, and other holistic modalities to keep clients create a lifestyle of health, vitality, and freedom. Her personal story is what inspired her to educate and guide others. She dealt with digestive issues, anxiety, and hormone imbalances for years and was unable to find relief from conventional medicine. She left her career in pharmaceutical sales and returned to school to study integrative nutrition, followed by training in essential oils and breathwork. She believes that nourishing the mind, body, and soul with healing foods, Proper breathing, self-love, and healthy emotional processing leads to a transformative healing experience. You can visit our website for wellness resources, breathing techniques, and essential oil guidance at www.jenbroyles.com. Jen, how are you today? I'm great. Dr. Diva, how are you? I'm fantastic. You know, after reading your bio out loud, and, and it's just like we're aligned on the same frequency and it's such a pleasure to meet someone that is passionate about the exact same things that I'm passionate about. Yes, I totally agree. Um, I, I think we're going to have a good conversation. <laughs> yeah. So let's, I'd love to hear more about your story, you know, how you got into uh, being a holistic health coach. And what's even fascinating is you actually left the pharmaceutical sales <laughs> industry. Wow. That is yeah. like kudos to you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yes. You know, I, I think like so many of us that end up as practitioners in the world of natural health, it usually stems out of our own personal health journey or that of a loved one and seeking answers. And that was the case for me. And yeah, at the time I was working in pharmaceutical sales, you know, I, um, I grew up in a very conventionally um, minded home in terms of healthcare and you go to the doctor, you get a prescription and you get better. And that's, that's what I knew to be true. And I started experiencing some digestive issues in my early 20s and I never really said anything about it or told anyone about it um, because mainly because I was embarrassed about it and I just didn't talk about it. And I thought eventually it would go away and things would go back to normal and, and they didn't. And, and over the, the course of my 20s, things seemed to progressively get worse. And I found myself having other symptoms as well, like anxiety and hormone imbalances and skin issues. And I was seeing 
all of these different specialists for each of these different issues and getting prescribed all of these different medications and doing a bunch of different tests and nothing was solving the problem and nothing was coming back as like an actual, you know, diagnosis of anything. Um, and so I was really frustrated because, you know, I was on, um, different medications for, um, digestive stuff. And then I was on skin medications and I was on antidepressants and birth control and all these things, not even knowing the side effects of them all. Because again, I thought medications were totally fine. I just didn't like being on them and they weren't helping me. And, and so that's when I started to, to do my own reading and my own research. And I started with nutrition because I thought I knew something about nutrition and then it turned out I really didn't. (laughs) And and, and so I started reading more and more about nutrition and that led me down this path of integrative medicine and functional medicine and holistic health. And I started realizing, gosh, like, you know, I'm, I'm selling some of these drugs that I'm now learning aren't really solving the problem. They're masking a symptom and causing other side effects in the process. And I saw it firsthand too in you know, in the doctor's offices and talking to the doctors and patients weren't getting better. They just kept having to add medications or change the dose. And, um, and there was a huge missing piece that wasn't being addressed. And, and that's when I decided to go back to school and study integrative nutrition and become a health coach. And then through that, you know, I worked with a lot of clients specifically in the areas of gut health and adrenal fatigue. And, and then over the course of doing that, I expanded my knowledge and my training into essential oils and then breath work. And breath work was like, for me, a huge missing piece to healing on all levels. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. It's like a, it's a very integrative approach, which is what mm-hmm. is essential to me in, in healing someone. You just can't attack their physical symptoms and mask it with a Band-Aid pharmaceutical or some other modality. And it's just, you have to really attack it from all signs using the mind, body, and spirit. For sure. It's interesting. So um, ultimately, like what happened with your health? What was the transition point where you started to see changes? Was it specifically one modality that you were using to help uh, fix your ailments and get you to improved well-being? Yeah. And that's a great question. So, you know, I started with cleaning up my diet, you know, I was eating like the standard American diet. Um, and I remember at the time I, I, I had this belief that, you know, low fat, low calorie was the way to go. So I was doing a lot of fat free processed foods, a lot of artificial sweeteners. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and that was just adding fuel to the fire, right? right. And um, and so I completely changed the way I was eating. I cut out I cut out gluten. I cut out dairy, and then I I played around over several years with a lot of different types of protocols, if you will. I don't like I don't like the word diet. I don't like the idea of restriction and deprivation. I want something to be a lifestyle um, that feels good. And so I, I tried a lot of different ways of eating and, and kind of found um, the the broadest option that that worked for me that allowed, you know, the most amounts of healing foods that that, that I tolerated well. But it was really just just, you know, cutting out the processed foods and all the refined sugar and bringing in like 
whole food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like real food. It yeah. Common sense. Right. But you know, it's, it's a change of habits because you're getting away from the convenience foods and bringing in real food. Um, and so, and so I did that and I noticed some benefits and I got on some supplement protocols and Notice, uh, you know, noticed a few benefits here and there. Like I noticed certain things got better, like, you know, my skin got better and my hormones started getting, you know, more balanced and regulated. And I was able to come off of a, a lot of medications. The what about your brain was, fog? Did you have brain fog as well that you got know, better? I, I, brain fog was not like one of the biggest issues. Mm, I'm sure I fortunate. had it. I'm sure I had it to some degree where I just wasn't clear and and focus and stuff. But the other things kind of trump that um, to where if I had it, I just wasn't aware of it. You know, maybe that was brain fog. (laughs) I wasn't aware. Right. Um, So, so yeah, so, so I noticed small improvements. um, And, but it got to the point where I was like, I'm eating the cleanest diet of anyone I know. I'm taking all the supplements. I'm following all the rules. Why am I at this like plateau? And it, I, I finally realized it took me years to realize one, I wasn't addressing stress. I was, I, I was working at the time in a corporate wellness job, super, super stressful. Um, I didn't enjoy it. I wasn't happy. And, um, and I was more stressed out than I had ever been. And that was making me really sick, even though I was, doing all the right things from a nutrition perspective. Um, And so I left that job and really focused on healing and just taking some time to like really prioritize my health, like more than I had done before. And that really helped. But then again, it was like this plateau, like, okay, I've done all these things, like, but still like there, there's still something, something missing, something missing. And I think for me, it was, and still, to be honest, something that like there's work to be done is the emotional healing, you know, releasing a lot of suppressed emotions that, and emotional imprints and traumas that we all have to some degree. Um, A lot of them are formed in early childhood and even in, you know, in the womb and the birth and early childhood and oftentimes we, we don't even know they're there because they're, they're stored in our subconscious, but really tapping into that and starting to do some therapies that, that involve just like emotional release and emotional healing. Mm-hmm. Um, and even just the healing journey, the physical healing journey and seeing so many different doctors and doing so many different tests and being put on a bunch of different protocols and not seeing the results that you want like that is traumatic as well. So there's, there's just a lot of stuff that I had to release and let go that was really affecting me on a physical level. And I'm assuming this is a perfect segue into what our topic is and that's breath work. So I'm assuming that's what really made that transition to well-being. essentially is the utilization of breath work. And interesting, yeah. I've, I've done a, a podcast on it with a gentleman early in my I don't know, first five or six episodes. And he's based in Bali, actually. And we connected and he he was amazing in, in terms of what he does and how he heals people uh, that have trauma through different types and styles of breathwork. But um, you practice a specific style of breathwork called Soma. Can you go into what that is and, and how it's utilized? Yeah, absolutely. 
So Soma breath is, it's rooted in ancient techniques like yoga and pranayama. So it's breathing techniques that have been used for thousands of years by these ancient traditions. And they knew at the time how beneficial they were, right? But now we have the, the science to support some of these benefits. And, and what I like about Soma is that we combine it with this beat-driven music and, um, and affirmations and visualization techniques to really create an incredible experience. And, um, and, and so, so you're right. Like there's a lot of different forms of breath work out there and they can all be beneficial in their own way. And, and depending on what you're looking to, to accomplish, what I do like about Soma breath work is that the breathing technique and the breathing style is something that you can do on a daily basis. There's some forms of breath work that are pretty intense and mm -hmm. the way you're breathing and more of like a hyperventilation style of breathing, you don't necessarily want to practice every day because it's really activating the stress response and the fight or flight response in your body. So, um, not really something you want to do on a, on a regular basis, but there is a time and a place for it. So with Soma, we're really, we're breathing in a way that is calming the nervous system, balancing the nervous system, getting you in a state where your body can heal. It can process emotions um, and, and reduce anxiety and, and depression and things like that. So you're really getting a healing modality on a spiritual level, um, a, a, a mental and emotional level and a physical level. So it really addresses all these components. And I think with breath, like, you know, we can speak to it from both a scientific and a spiritual perspective because breath work really supports all of it from like the, the scientific healing um, that goes on in the body and then the spiritual healing and connection that we can experience through the breath. Right. And it's interesting. So I'm very familiar with breath work. I do. I've actually been taught several exercises through a pranayama teacher, and um, I actually have also been taught holotropic breath work. And nice. I actually incorporate these techniques when I am seeing clients or patients. Mm -hmm. And it's it's interesting when you, when you were talking about how some specific techniques it's not the best idea to incorporate in a daily lifestyle practice. And I agree, holotropic is one of those techniques. It's, mm -hmm. it's absolutely unbelievably transformative, but I try to do this on my own and it's like, it's so hard. You really need someone <laughs> mentoring you and coaching you while you go through it. And it's not something that you should, you probably could do it on your own, but I have a hard time doing this on my own. So I stick to my typical breathing exercises that I have incorporated into my meditation practices. But what specifically, what's so different about Soma than other styles of, of breath work like holotropic and other types of breathing techniques? Yeah, exactly. And so like you mentioned, holotropic breath work, transformational breath work, some of these other forms of breath work, um, they're, they're amazing and there's a time and a place for them. And I've done them all and have just had incredible experiences with all of them. But those styles of breath work, they are, they're more of that really rapid pace breathing, hyperventilation style of breathing in and out through the mouth. And, and, and you're activating your sympathetic nervous system, the fight or flight response. It's an amazing tool for releasing and healing emotional trauma. But also, like you said, it's it's one of those techniques that I think is really important, especially if it's your first time, to do it with a guide because stuff comes up and it may be scary, it may be difficult, 
it may be anxiety provoking and um, it's helpful to have someone there to just like be there with you and say, lean into it. It's okay. It's going to, it's going to pass. You're processing stuff. This is energy moving through. Um, but, but it can be really intense. And so again, it, it's, it's also something if you were to do it every day, it would burn you out pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so with, with Soma breath, we are, we're breathing in a slower um, rhythmic style of breathing and we're using nostril breathing. And so we're breathing in through the nose and out through the mouth. And there's so many benefits to nostril breathing. In fact, how you're breathing on a regular daily basis you should be breathing in and out through the nose, okay? And most of us find that if we really were to take a look and tune into our breath and just become aware of our breath at any given point during the day, we may find that we are breathing really shallow, really fast. We're breathing in and out through the mouth. We're, um, our chest or our shoulders are rising and falling as opposed to our belly expanding and contracting, um, all these different things. And so, and that is just perpetuating the stress response and stress in your life. So we want to be breathing in, in and out through the nose on a regular basis. And with Soma, we're breathing in through the nose and out through the mouth. And, and this nostril breathing is really important um, because breathing through the nostrils cleans and filters the air that you're breathing in. It warms and moisturizes the air. So you're breathing higher quality air into your lungs. And also nostril breathing aids in the production of nitric oxide. And nitric oxide is produced in the paranasal sinuses just above the nose. And it is secreted continuously um, during the inhale reaching down into the lungs. And this nitric oxide aids in relaxing the pathways to the alveoli and the alveoli themselves, which allows for a greater transfer of oxygen to the blood. And the other thing that I love about nitric oxide is that it's highly effective in defending against pathogens like bacteria, fungus, viruses, and parasites. So really, when you're breathing in through the nose, you are you're breathing in a very healthy way. You know, you're fighting off pathogens and you're breathing in cleaner air. And then also in the way that we're breathing with this deep rhythmic diaphragmatic breathing, um, we're, we're balancing the nervous system versus activating the stress response through that rapid, uh, fast-paced mouth breathing. So, so we're calming the nervous system. We are activating the parasympathetic nervous system. We are getting the body in a state where it can actually heal. It can bring the rhythms of the body back into harmony. So with rhythmic breathing, it helps harmonize all the other rhythms and functions in your body. So you might, you can think of all the different um, functions in the body that, that work in a rhythm, right? Your circadian rhythm, your heart rate, your blood pressure, your digestion. So it starts to rebalance and harmonize all of these functions so they work better. And um, And so that's the benefit of the rhythmic breathing and the soma breath. Then we also incorporate um, intermittent hypoxia. And so what that is, that is breath retention. So we're doing some breath holds. And, And this intermittent hypoxic training has actually been 
used over the years to treat a range of disorders, such as high blood pressure and diabetes and Parkinson's and emotional disorders. It was used by the yogis thousands of years ago. They knew the benefits about it. Now we have the science to support it. Um, But what we're doing here is we are creating a low oxygen environment in the body for a very brief period of time. And your body adapts to having less oxygen and starts to be more efficient in producing energy. And this is where we are putting a very brief positive stress response on the body to help make you more resilient to stressful situations. And it's also a time where you can access your subconscious mind because during these breath holds, you go into a very deep meditative state. It's amazing, um, especially if you're someone listening that, that you're not a fan of meditation because you think it's too hard or you can't get into that place. This breathwork will get you there. You'll go into a deep meditative state. You can start to begin to reprogram imprints that might be holding you back from, from being your best self. Um, and so this has a lot of benefits from a physical health standpoint, such as anti-aging properties and um, supporting better blood flow and helping with different chronic conditions to really helping you tap into your subconscious mind um, and start to reprogram and rewire the brain. So for the specific uh, breath retention and intermittent hypoxia, is that part of the summer breath work or is that something that you do in addition to summer breath work? It is part of it. So, ah, got it. Yep. So there's three main phases of soma. And so most of it, what we're doing is the rhythmic breathing in through the nose, out through the mouth to, um, to beats of music. And so we're breathing to the beats and usually we would, um, we'll breathe in different counts. So, you know, a lot of times I'll guide people to breathe, breathe in for four and out for four, in for four and out for four. Sometimes we'll speed it up in for two and out for two, or it might be in for two and out for four. So we're, we're doing different beats and different rhythms, um, throughout a session. And then at the end of each phase of that rhythmic breathing, we go into a breath retention phase. So we, we hold our breath for a period of time. And then we start back with the rhythmic breathing. We'll do usually three to four rounds of that. And, and how long do you typically have someone holding their breath for? As long as they can. So really? wow. yeah, yeah. So in, so in the beginning, um, a lot of people find that, oh, they might be able to hold their breath for a minute. Um, and, and the more you practice it, the, the longer you can hold your breath. And, and also a lot of times like, people's people's mind kind of like you, you start to get fearful before you actually really need to breathe right because mm. because your mind is trying to protect you and it's like okay we haven't breathed in a while it's time to breathe and um so sometimes like especially in the beginning you actually you, you breathe before you really need to because there's there there might be a level of like oh my gosh like am i holding yeah. my breath yeah right. i'm holding my breath too long um but to really trigger the positive stress response that brings the positive health benefits of this breath retention, um, the goal is to hold your breath for around 90 seconds or more and reach an oxygen saturation around 85% or less. And so, oh, wow. Yep. So, and, and, and you can measure that with one of those pulse oximeters um, if you really wanted to see what your oxygen saturation was getting down to. But we, we, you know, I help people kind of build up to that. So even during a breath retention phase, you know, I'll, I'll instruct people, if you really feel the, the need to breathe, take a quick breath in and out and continue to hold your breath. 
Because even when you do that and take just a really quick sip of air in and let it out again and continue with the breath hold, you're still able to stay in that deep state of meditation, even if you're not able to hold your breath for a really long period of time. Mm. So so you would do a couple of rounds. How long is one round? Yeah, so, so one round is generally, you know, about seven, seven to 10 minutes. Um, I would say, you know, and I get asked this question a lot, like what would a daily practice look like? And I tell people for a daily practice, I mean, you can get the benefits of breath work with 10, 15, 20 minutes. And so that maybe that's one or two rounds of this breathing pattern. But in, in an actual class that I'm teaching, whether it's online or in person, if I'm doing a breathwork class, that's going to be around 45 minutes of this breathing. So we'll do three to four rounds. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, that's a good yeah. number of rounds. Yeah. And, and, and that's when you can go really, really deep and people have, you know, ha- have had deep spiritual connections and this deep sense of oneness with everything or some people have experienced like they feel like they're they have an out-of-body experience or you know people have compared it to a psychedelic experience so Mm -hmm. this is where you can really enter those you know altered states or expanded states of consciousness yeah that's that's fascinating and that's for me i use that as a form of my meditation um breathwork exercises and and i do a various um my own type of uh, breathing exercises but for me it's I've always been in a state of fight or flight and I've always been a chest breather. Mm-hmm. And it was only until recently when I started to learn a little bit about pranayama that I learned to breathe from my diaphragm. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing when you really have been a chest breather for so long, you're constantly you know, in that fight or flight state. And when I first experienced diaphragmatic breathing, it was like within minutes that I felt this huge sense of relief. And it was unknown to me because I didn't know what that felt like. And, you know, the way I lived my life was like pretty much like when you're constantly on a caffeine buzz. I mean, that's how I knew what, that's how I lived it because that's all was familiar to me. And when I was able to have that relaxation phase, it was just so much relief for me because I was able to like really breathe in and use my diaphragm. And from that point on, I, I, it has really transform me and in the sense of promoting breath work, teaching clients, patients breath work and implementing it for myself. And I try to do it, you know, seven to 10 minutes a day, you know, even twice a day, if I can really do it and I'm really stressed, you know, then I'm pressed for time. Then I'll sit there and try and do like a minute or two minutes, you know, three or four times a day. And anybody can get that kind of work in throughout their day. If you're sitting in an elevator, you know, you have a minute to get to the top floor, or if you're walking to your, you know, to, to a garage, you know, where your car is parked, you can do it on the way there. I mean, it's, it's just very versatile in how you can use it, you know, on, on, as a daily practice. You don't have to necessarily sit in, in ho- at home in front of, you know, on a couch where it's comfortable and dedicate 10 minutes to do that or 20 minutes. You can really incorporate that throughout the day. You can, you can. I'm so glad you bring that up because that is another question I get asked. Like, what about, what about people who are just totally pressed for time? Like from the minute they wake up to the minute they get home from work. And, um, and I got the question asked in relation to healthcare professionals who are, you know, from one patient to the next, to the next, to the next. And I said, yeah, I said exactly what you said, you know, like just do like in between clients, take two minutes 
um, and do some rhythmic diaphragmatic breathing. Just tune in. And the more you practice rhythmic diaphragmatic breathing, breathing in through your nose, breathing in through your diaphragm, slowing your breath, the more you practice it, the more you're going to start to change that habit of chest breathing. You know, um, we should be breathing five to six breaths per minute. Um, and most wow. of us are breathing <laughs> over 15. 10, <laughs> over 15. Yeah. Like we're breathing like probably double that. Um, and so, so really starting to, to, to practice just slowing your breath down and breathing in a rhythm from the diaphragm, you know, one minute here, two minutes there, three minutes there, you know, that can really start to change things and you'll start to see that shift. And, and it takes time. I mean, you know, I've even thought, uh, it, you know, like when, when did my breath kind of get out of whack? <laughs> you know, when did the stress, stress cycle start to hijack my breath? And I just, I think back to, you know, as a kid, I was a competitive gymnast. And, you know, if you're, if all of your muscles were not tight and contracted, then that was risk for injury. And so I like probably for the most part had like, I was contracting my stomach muscles all the time, like keeping a tight abdomen. And you just can't breathe correctly when you're doing that. Um, and that will lead to, to shallow chest breathing. So really learning how to relax the belly and breathe, breathe deep from the diaphragm. But it is a process. Like these habits were probably formed, you know, decades ago. So it's the change isn't going to happen overnight. But when you can do a little bit at a time and, and really start to become aware of it, um, you can change the way you breathe. Yeah, that's fantastic. And it's interesting about breathing from a from a medical perspective. Uh, breathing is the one function of our body that we can do consciously and unconsciously. And it's 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 imperative that we use our breath to control our our situation, stressful responses, and uh, learn how to do so in a way where it can be uh, healing. And so I'm a big proponent of that. And interesting enough, you're also a, a big believer and, and proponent of essential oils. And I did a podcast with an essential oil expert early on. And since then, she, I've, been, I've been an essential oils junkie. I, I literally <laughs> diffuse it um, in, in my room, my bedroom, in the main living area. And then I apply it on my body. And it's, it's since that podcast, it's, it's something that I do religiously and I believe in it and it's, it's healing and it's so much more, uh, it's better to use essential oils as a first line of defense versus, you know, the other options that are promoted by traditional medicine. For sure. For sure. Yes. I am a huge fan of essential oils. How do you use that in, and incorporate that into your breathwork practice? Yeah. So, um, uh, and yeah, I've been using essential oils for, for many years now and, um, and have experienced great results from a physical, mental, and emotional standpoint, but, um, bringing them into the breathwork practice, I, I just feel like it's such a perfect pairing, especially from an emotional standpoint and a stress reduction and, and, and mood boosting standpoint. So in breathwork, we're raising our vibrational energy. You know, we are using our breath to get out of a low vibration state of lack, depression, victimhood, blame, comparison, frustration, stress, and into a higher vibration of gratitude, abundance, love, unlimited possibilities, and healing. 
And the cool thing about essential oils is that they raise the vibration of the physical body. So, you know, everything has a frequency or a vibration and essential oils have a very high frequency. And as the body lives in higher vibrations, then lower energies such as suppressed emotions become unbearable, unbearable. And the body wants to release these feelings. And so they come up and, and you can learn how to lean into it and let them go. And this can, this can happen really well in, in breath work. So stagnant anger, sadness, grief, judgment, low self-worth cannot exist in an environment of balance and peace, which essential oils as well as breath work help to create. So emotional healing occurs as old feelings start to surface and then release. But the important thing to remember here is that essential oils don't do the work for us. They simply foster the right environment by raising our vibrational energy. And so breath work is the tool. That's what helps us do the work. So that's why combining essential oils with a technique like breath work can be so powerful. And so so I'll use different oils with different sessions based on what the goal is or what the intention is. So if I'm doing a breathwork session that is really for boosting energy and, um, and vitality and, and boosting mood and creating you know, excitement and, and, and that, those sorts of feelings, then I'm going to use a very energizing oil. And so diffusing the oil, if I'm doing you know, a, a, an in-person session, diffusing the oil. Um, lately, I've been doing a lot of online sessions. And so I will encourage, you know, the people that are on the session, like if you use essential oils, grab your favorite essential oil and let's um, put some in the palm of our hands and just take a few deep breaths and breathe it in. Um, and as we go into the breath work or put it on the bottom of your feet or have a diffuser by you. So, um, so if we're, if we're really wanting to create an energizing, uplifting, positive environment, then I may recommend essential oils that have those properties like citrus oils. So lemon, orange, um, lime, grapefruit, though citrus oils are very uplifting and promote positivity. Peppermint is a very energizing oil. So mints are another good one. But if I'm doing a breathwork session at night and the, the intention is rest and relaxation, or maybe the intention is like um, healing, right? Then, then we may use some more calming or grounding oils. So floral oils like lavender or ylang ylang or Roman chamomile, which are super calming and relaxing to the mind and body are going to help just enhance the whole experience around that intention or oils like frankincense that um, are super grounding are going to help enhance that experience. So, so using essential oils in those ways, whether it's diffusing the oil or applying it topically during the breathwork session can can just enhance the whole experience. That's fantastic. And it's interesting, you know, we were talking earlier offline before we got in the show um, that you were listening to a podcast that was with my friend who's a shaman, Manesh mm -hmm. Ibar. And um, he's put together a blend of various essential oils. And each oil that he produces is chakra based. So each has its own oh. frequency. And it's it's amazing. Uh, I it literally works on um, mm -hmm after applying it. I mean, you can smell the essential oil after rubbing it on your palms and it actually changes your vibrational frequency and shifts you almost immediately. Uh, and then apply, applying that same oil to the specific chakra that is imbalanced or closed can actually open it back up. 
and it's it's yes. fantastic. And I've been um, using that a lot on my clients too, and and they're feeling that using that along with breathwork sessions, it really can activate their chakras. And, and in just in a few minutes, you know, their their chakras are balanced, and they feel more um, whole again. And and whatever was an issue that was that was um, causing them problems before the the session is is gone and resolved. And it's amazing how you pair the two and it's so like uh, powerful. And I, I just did this intuitively. I didn't realize that that's what you were supposed to do is to do the two together, but it makes sense and, and why that works so well. Yeah, I love that. That's so beautiful. I love the idea of like having chakra blends. Like that's so perfect. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, we have these tools in our toolbox, right? Of natural, natural healing modalities. And so many of them work well when used together and you just get, you know, the, um, an exponential benefit with it. And so, so yeah, so those, those two, I love individually and, and combined. Hey, Dr. Diva here. Thank you to all my listeners who supported my book and helped to make it a huge success. You all have helped us hit number one in Barnes and Noble, number one in oncology, cancer, healing, and medical ebooks, and number 21 in all of the Kindle store. You've also helped us hit number three on the Wall Street Journal bestseller list. If you haven't received your copy, you can find it on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, or booksatmillion.com. Visit from doctor2patient.com to become part of our growing community of health and wellness aficionados and to learn more. If you like our book and podcast, please go to amazon.com to write a five-star review and go to Apple Podcasts to also write a five-star review on this podcast or any of our episodes that you've enjoyed. We need reviews to attract and secure top-notch guests for this show. Thank you so much for your support. And in regards to other things that you're doing for clients, I mean, I know you're incorporating, you have like a health coach practice. Mm -hmm. And so you're incorporating these modalities. What types of people come to you? And, and like, can you talk about the amazing results they're getting from your work? Yeah, absolutely. So I have a lot of people coming to me with, you know, just anxiety, emotional, emotional things that they want to work on for sure. Like just chronic anxiety or chronic stress. Um, and, and oftentimes that has resulted in some physical ailments as well, gut issues, adrenal fatigue, hormone imbalances, um, sleep issues. Those are, those are a lot of the, the things that I see. And so from a breathwork standpoint, like I do private breathwork coaching um, as well as group classes. And most of the people in there are coming really to, to calm their nervous system, to rebalance right. their nervous system because so much... Um, I mean, stress is at the root of so many ailments, right? Especially so right once, now. Exactly, exactly. So once we recognize that, um, then then we can start to incorporate things like breath work to start to bring the body back into balance and get it in a place where it can actually start to heal, you know, right. because we can, like I shared in my story, like you can do everything by the book and and, and hit this plateau because you're living in survival mode all the time and your body right. is not focused on, on healing. Rusting. It's focused on surviving. And so, and so, so I'll work with a lot of clients for that from a, from a health coaching standpoint. Um, 
it's a lot of the same, a lot of the same people, you know, um, I see a lot of women, um, that are in that life stage where hormones are changing. They are feeling fatigued during the day. They're not sleeping at night. Um, they're experienced, they, they feel pulled in a million different directions and, um, haven't taken the time to really focus on themselves and now they are. So we're prioritizing, you know, their health and, um, making some tweaks in, in what they're eating. You know, a lot of them come to me already doing pretty well, um, from a food standpoint, but again, there's these other components that we need to bring in essential oils and breath work and stress management techniques and just, um, setting aside time for them to like focus on themselves for a little bit. So, Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And I just wanted to get your thoughts on how you're seeing this technique and your coaching um, in this whole COVID era. I mean, it's for me, it's like it's all about vibrational frequency and, you know, viruses, you know, bacteria, bad thoughts and, Mm -hmm. and fear and anger all resonate on a very low frequency. And in my opinion, you know, it's it's a spiritual belief, but I feel if we're able to raise our energies and vibrational frequency that above the virus, then mm-hmm. we will be fine. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with you. 100%. And I, I have to say since, since COVID, my breath, the, the breathwork part of my practice has grown tremendously. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one people were home more often. Um, and so they had time to invest in things um, that maybe they hadn't tried before. And, and so I started doing a lot of online breathwork classes and I can't tell you like after every session, people were just expressing so much gratitude saying, this is exactly what they needed. They've been feeling so emotional or so stressed or so fearful and high anxiety with everything going on. And now they finally feel a sense of peace and calm and relaxation and liberation. And like they can actually, you know, have a new perspective and think more clearly and not be so, um, so, so activated by the fear that is everywhere and they can take time to respond rather than react. And, and so I think that is huge. And I I feel like anything we can do, like you said, that is going to get us out of fear and get us out of anxiety and into, um, more calm, more peace, more gratitude, more abundance, that, that level of thinking, that level of, of mindset, um, then we are going to be more resilient to any sort of threat. And so definitely cleaning up your diet, you know, fuel, fueling yourself with real food, um, that is going to nourish you. That's going to support your immune system, support your overall health, um, support your mind, right? But then also investing in, um, in tools that are going to really help shut off stress, um, reduce fear, reduce anxiety, and, and help you vibrate at a higher level of, um, of more positive emotions and a more positive outlook, that's going to ultimately boost your immune system as well and make you more resilient to threats too. So, um, so I think doing all the things, um, 
from eating clean to prioritizing sleep and getting really good quality sleep to, to implementing tools that are going to reduce stress and reduce anxiety um, and, and cutting things out, like not watching the news as much and, <laughs> you know, and, and all these other things that, that can really quickly get you back into that, that survival mode. Um, so, so incorporating just healing, healing practices throughout your day can make all the difference. Uh, I couldn't have said that any better. Um, for our listeners, where can they find more information about you, your community, and even sign up for your classes? Yeah, absolutely. So you can find me at my website, which is my name, jenbroyles.com, J-E-N-B-R-O-Y-L-E-S.com. And so you go, if you go to my website, you can learn about my breathwork coaching and online classes. And I also have a community called the Sacred Breath Community. And that link is jenbroils.com forward slash sacred dash breath. And this is an online community for anyone who wants to learn more about breathwork and how to do it and how to incorporate a breathwork practice. And into your life um, and, and get the right support tools and accountability. And so you get access to all the online classes I do every month. Um, those are included um, as being a member of the community. You also get downloadable audio breathwork meditations and instructional videos for different breathing techniques. Um, I also have an expert speaker series that is part of this community. So I bring on different holistic health practitioners um, that, that share their knowledge and wisdom in their area of specialty. So that's something else you can check out. And I'm on social media on all the major platforms. Instagram is at Jen Broyles Health Coach. And then on Facebook, if you search Jen Broyles, you can find me as well. Fantastic. Jen, it was great chatting with you today. And uh, I look forward to having this podcast out and uh, I'm sharing it with you. And I'd love to take your classes and see what Selma Breathwork is all about. Yes, that'd be incredible. I would love that. And thank you again for having me on your show. This has been wonderful. Thanks. Take care.